hey, you're listening to Chew On That, and here's what we're chewing on today. And I pushed you to pursue pockets, to do church in your homes, something that feels new to some of you. But the irony is, it isn't new at all. It's far older than any of us. I mean, I've been talking about it for four months. We've been seeing it through all of Paul's teachings. It's how the churches that he formed focused their energy and changed the world from the inside out, which the enemy was desperate to stop then. And he's still desperate to stop today. I want to talk about that in a message we're calling The Temptation. Hi, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church in Green Bay. And you're listening to a podcast where we uh, take a moment to talk through and walk through and discuss uh, the most recent sermon uh, and the most from the most recent sermon series at Life Church uh, in Green Bay. Joining me today is my very long time, I want to say my old friend, but he's not old, but our friendship is you old. You can say old. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have like hardly any gray hair at all or anything. I color him in. Yeah, Sharpie. Really color your no, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Yeah. It's a little Sharpie joke. <laughs> but not a sharp joke. No. Anyways, not at all. my friend Jason Shebring, <laughs> say hi, Jason. Hi. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for having me. So I know a lot of people don't know a lot about you, probably. Um, so maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, first and foremost, um, married with two kids. I think that's a great place to start off. Yeah. Uh, really proud of my family and um, my my wife and I have been married coming up on 20 years. Isn't that insane? Yeah, coming up at the end of this month. So that's been uh, amazing. We've had a great ride so far and looking forward to another 20 plus. How old um, are your kids? 13 and 10. Yeah. So they're great at an kids. interesting age. Yeah, they're, they're great guys. Really proud of them. Um, they're a lot of fun. Keep us guessing. Like I think a lot of parents right now with all the homeschooling and COVID yeah, stuff, yeah. it adds a little extra spice to it all. So yeah, it's been for interesting. Sure. For sure. Uh, so what do you do for a living? I'm a website nerd. So digital marketing, um, driving traffic to websites, measuring uh, performance of websites, uh, and editing websites, building things, e-commerce. Do you do that, that kind on of your own? Do you do that for somebody? I do that for a bank in the area, and I also do that on my own as some consulting so cool. work. Yep, that's so cool. Tell me a little bit about your faith background. Like, where are you coming from there? Yep, it's a good question. Uh, growing up, uh, I think I'm like I don't know, like as far back as you could possibly go in my family tree has been Lutheran. Gotcha. Um, so I was raised Lutheran and um, pretty much followed through with that all the way through confirmation, um, and even up until the last ten years or so. Got it. And then just sort of uh, made some changes in that area and, and moved on and expanded a little bit. I see. I see. When I was a kid, I'm older than Jason by quite a bit, actually. I, I don't even know how much, though. So I'm 53. How old are you? 45. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. When I was a kid, there was a show on TV in the mornings, early in the morning, 6 mm -hmm. or 6 a.m., called Davy and Goliath. And it was, uh, it was produced by, I don't know, it probably wasn't the evangelical Lutheran people. Was it Wells? But oh, was it Wellsy? I don't even yeah. feel like it because it feels like it was a bigger production though. Anyway, it was with this dude, Davy, and he had this dog, Goliath, and they would just get into misadventures. But there's always like this heartwarming tale at the end. I don't even know why I'm telling this story right now. But well, you, you wanna... thought you thought it was a Lutheran cartoon, which. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, I mean, I've got much better Lutheran stories. I don't know why that was the <laughs> first one that came to mind, but if you, you should YouTube it. It's really interesting because it was like, it was kind of like claymation, kind of like, not claymation, but like Rudolph. It was like Rudolph. Yeah. Is that claymation? I feel like I it think is. it is. Yeah. Claymation and they add yeah. fur to things. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was just like that. Davy and Goliath. Look I'll it up. Check it out. Anyway, YouTube it. 
our purpose here today isn't talking about David and Goliath. It always ended with the very Lutheran, that Lutheran symbol, like with the five petaled rose mm-hmm. and the crucifix in the middle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Sean's message. Um, and so let's just jump right into the first soundbite. Hang on. Let's I'll play it. it for you right now. But the plan, it exploded with impossibility. A time of terror greater than anything even the hard-charging, constantly campaigning Paul had ever known brought him to the sharpest crisis of his life. And so he'd write, We don't want you to be unaware of the affliction we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Translators have attempted to convey what Paul wrote without ever truly being able to capture the intensity of it. He was saying, we were utterly, unbearably crushed. We were pressed beyond measure and strength. We were completely overwhelmed. It was more than we could bear. The things we had to undergo were more of a burden than we could carry. I feared I would never live through it. It's funny because in the opening, Jason, you you talked about how uh, your kids keep you on your toes mm-hmm. and keep you guessing, especially in this current situation of homeschooling and everything else. Because I feel like it's just, it's I mean, as bad as COVID or the pandemic is, like I feel like there's everything is on fire. Every, you know what I mean? I feel like between you know the, the, the racial tensions. Yeah, right? and depending on where you live, literally. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, the, the entire yeah. country, everything that could go on. I mean, double hurricanes. Things are on fire. Right. Murder hornets. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everything's going on. So it's it's definitely a challenging time. So I think what a what a great time to reflect on what, what was said in that in that piece from the pastor. I mean, it, yeah. it is a tough time. And I think that the most interesting thing that stood out to me on that was just thinking about the stuff that Paul did, right? He was no stranger to being rough on people, right, right, right. So the fact that what happened to him was so shocking that he almost couldn't put it into words kind of blows me away. Yeah, it's like what did what really happened? You know, yeah. we we really don't know. How other bad than did it have to be for him to be? Yeah, speechless. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I feel like you know in this in this time because so much is happening, we feel overloaded, and we feel like we can't carry it all. And like, I wonder if we're even supposed to be carrying it all. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I sometimes feel like when I explain it to people, I sometimes describe myself as being apolitical and it's not because I don't want to get into the fight. It's because I don't feel like I've got a horse in the fight mm-hmm. or race, race, yeah, <laughs> horse fighting. I think we're on to something. It's a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Horse fighting, that'd be amazing. Anyway, so I don't have a horse in the race, right? Like, I don't know that I've had a horse in the race for a long time. Like, I don't feel like, anyway, I don't want to get into that. But I just feel like there's all these things, right? Mm Because, I mean, I should have a horse, right? Because of, I don't know, how I live or the fact that I go to church, a lot of people assume like Mm -hmm. who my horse is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people assume because I live in the suburbs and I'm white that Mm -hmm. I've got a horse in that race. A lot of people assume that, because of the pandemic and I'm a small business person that I've got a horse in the mask race and everyone just like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I can't carry all that burden. I right. can't, you know what I mean? I'm not interested. I'm interested in loving, although I'm not, sorry. I feel like I'm jumping all over the map right now. No, but this I, was, is good. I, I was just about to say, I feel like as long as I'm loving my neighbor, I should be good. I have a mask that says, uh, be kind on it. Um, and, but just today I was, um, <laughs> I was at the home Depot. My, uh, 
my father passed away this past weekend. And um, so we're cleaning out some stuff. And my sisters um, from far, far away, Milwaukee and Chicago said, someone's got to clean mom's chair. Right. I'm like, well, maybe you could drive up from Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> I got 10,000 things I'm doing today. Anyway, but so I went to Home Depot, rented a. Uh, rug doctor like thing, yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, to go do my mom's chair, and it turns out that it didn't work; it was broken or whatever. And so I returned it to Home Depot. I said, "Listen, this, this didn't work, so I just need my deposit back. I didn't use it. I don't want to pay to have rented it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to." How'd that he, go? He said, "Well, you're returning it then." I said, "Well, I mean, I don't know that I'm returning it. I'm giving you it back, but I mean, it did, was broken. I mm-hmm. couldn't use it. It didn't do the thing. So you're returning it. I'm like, easy. Be kind. Remember yeah, the mask. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've got the mask on. I said, "Listen." I tried to use it. I couldn't use it, right? So I'm giving it back to you. I expect my deposit back, and I expect not to be charged. Yep. Right? So you're returning it. All right, bro, if that's what you're calling it, <laughs> I'm returning it. And so then he, like, does some stuff. Right? Like, can interest in those. Okay. $32 will be returned to your card, meaning that I would have paid to rent it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I said, hang on, bro. I just told you it didn't, I couldn't yeah. use it. Yeah. Right? And then, like, his eyes get small at me. <laughs> and maybe it's because, you know, my dad just died. And maybe it's because I've got too much going on or whatever. But, like, I was like, hey, brother, do not small eye me right now. Yeah. I, said, I, I, I can't anymore. <laughs> right? This, I'm, I'm full. I'm full. No more. <laughs> and so, like, I raised my voice and, like, drawing attention to myself. So, I guess in that moment, I really wasn't loving my Did neighbor. you still have the mask on, though? I took my mask off. But it said be kind, it right? Did, but now it was in my hand. The be kindness was in my hand. So, right? it's on hold. Which <laughs> yes, he, which he, it. it sounds like he earned. That's funny. <laughs> so, anyway, but, like, I, I just feel like... Back to the point is I just feel like all I have the capacity to do is to love. That's mm-hmm. all I've got the capacity. I don't, I don't have the capacity to like fight with you about whatever. And, but we're, we're just in such a combative, combative. Is it just combative? Everything is very level 11 right, right now across yes. the board. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, and people are just, if not broken, very tired yeah. uh, of a lot of things right now. And, and, to what you're saying, Scott, I, I try to get up in the morning and, and, and journal and try to decide how I want the day to turn out. And a few times over the past few weeks, the thing that I just wrote down was just trust. Trust the process, trust the flow. Yeah. Just have faith and, and stop trying to have control over everything because the fact is we don't, right? We think yeah. we do, yeah. which is really, you know, where a lot of the frustration and anger and pain comes from, I think, at least for myself, is unmet expectations of other people, right? Where you think they're supposed to do something or you think you should do something, yeah. right? We talk about don't should yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's that for real. Let's not do that. So it's to your point, going back to what, what was uh, in the message, you know, he, even Paul was shocked by what he had to bear and, and it almost broke him. But I think what he learned at that point was he wasn't supposed to try to carry it. And I think you see that throughout the Bible, right? Where numerous times someone reaches their absolute lowest point before they finally hand over the keys and say, I can't anymore. Yeah. I can't anymore. And that's, that's where the power comes from. I think. Yeah. 100%. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, overburdened, overrun, Right. Like know that you don't have to carry that and focus on the things that you have control of or the things that you should be responsible for. What starts with you, Mm -hmm. your family, your household, you know, the neighbors and the friends and the workmates that you can reach. Mm -hmm. Right. That's it. Like you don't have to own whole movements of people. You don't have to own whole parties, 
you know, of people. You don't have to hold that up. Right. Right. You know? Totally. And it's it, as for me and my house, right? right. Start there. Yeah. Start there. And I think that's probably one of the biggest casualties right now of just the climate that we're in is everybody's worried about everybody else's house. Yeah. And it's not that we shouldn't care, but start at home yeah. and, and take care of that first and shore that up first. Start there. So good. Yet from this affliction, uh, about 18 months later, he'd write, who will separate us from the love for Christ? Will trouble or hardship, persecution or famine, nakedness or danger or the sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And so I'm convinced that there's nothing in death or life in the realm of spirits or superhuman powers in the forces of the universe in heights or depths. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Whatever his struggle, it's unquestionable that he descended into a spiritual valley where his soul endured stresses that nearly shattered him. He recoiled from pain, but never ran from it. He felt hurt when abused, but harbored no resentment. He grew agitated when a church was threatened by the very people he'd led to Jesus, but he didn't let bitterness grow. I feel like this is kind of a postscript to what we had just said, that, that we are loved by Jesus mm -hmm. and nothing can come between us and him. So no, you know, no amount of, you know, political partisanship, no amount of racial riots, no amount of COVID can come between us. So for Paul, you know, he felt that he was being pushed. Like, I think you sort of drew this illustration where we're just kind of pushed, 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 pushed. And he probably was feeling like, I'm not even, I don't even know that I can feel the love of Jesus Christ. I'm pushed so far into the dark by everything that's happening. I feel so overwhelmed and so over whatever that I don't even feel like I have the presence of Jesus anymore. But then he was like, no, but wait a minute though. Like nothing can stand between me and the love that Jesus has for me. I, I, what stood out to me on that is the, the, the fact that he still made a bit of a choice, right? To make that realization. Mm. And I think that a lot of times we have, at least in, in my life, there are challenges that you face and you're just like, you know, I, it seems like one thing after another. You know, like, what's what's next? And yeah. I think we've all come to those points. And if if we can realize and remember in those moments to make the choice to trust and realize that we're not alone and that we can lean on Jesus and move forward that way, I, I think that's that's what we can take out of that. Because I don't think that we can necessarily be driven away from God I, I think that the devil himself tries to set up as many traps and distractions and pain mm -hmm. as possible yeah. and mess with us as much as possible. But the only one that can really decide to separate us, I think, is ourselves. Yes. Yeah. To be convinced by Satan and his right. lies, right? His, you know. That we make the decision. And yeah. I think that's the greatest trick of all, right? Is have us decide, I can't anymore. And to yeah. lay it down and be like, I, I, I. I'm totally separated, yeah. but we still made that decision. So I think that's really, no matter what Paul went through uh, and how horrible it was, he still came to that realization. So I think that's, that's the main thing is somehow uh, in our lives, find a way to hold on to that thread mm. and remember that, you know, when nothing can separate us, 
short of our own decision to try to separate ourselves. Right. Yeah. Because he says, like at the end of that, uh, in that soundbite from Sean, Sean talks about how Paul goes on to say, you know, it's okay to get upset. It's okay to be, you know, to, I don't know, be scared. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be whatever, right? As long as you don't go the full. I think of, um, what was that movie with, it was a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was Robert Downey Jr. and some other people. And it was a movie about them making a movie about like Vietnam or something like that. You mm. know what I'm talking about? No, right total blank. Sorry. Crap. <laughs> but there was a movie. There was a movie. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. So if you saw the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, we, we don't have to go full. Like we don't have to go all the way. Like that's when we give up. That's when we yep. give in. That's when things can separate us from Jesus Christ. If we allow ourselves to become bitter, that we're so angry that we're bitter. We're so sad that we're that we're uh, or fearful that we're like we just stop that we're frozen. Right? Like don't ever let your fear make you be frozen. Don't ever let your anger make you be bitter. Don't ever like. I feel like that's what Sean had said there at the end. And I feel like it's we're human, and so we're gonna feel these things. We're gonna feel, you know, like. This guy, so you want to return? Mm. Nope, I want a <laughs> refund. Right, so like it's okay to be that way. It probably wasn't okay, right? That I raised my voice and mm-hmm. you know, so and I can't and I can't carry it with me. Maybe that's it. I can't let my feelings determine or de- define me. It's okay to feel a feeling in a moment, right? But don't let that define your day or your week or your month or your year or your life. Right, like you know, it's okay to be disappointed in something. You know, like I think that that's totally okay or overwhelmed for a second, you know, but don't, don't turn that into a monument, mm-hmm. you know, that you like. Don't give it that extra last shred yeah. of power because right. we still get to make that choice. Yeah. And I think with everything that goes on and all the stress and angst and things that we have going on in our lives on top of everything else, especially right now, that's the the one thing is just like trust and Remember, we always get to have that choice. And I think that this whole message illustrates that the importance of making that choice and remembering that we have that power because Paul went through incredible pain and torture, most likely, right? Yeah. To almost to death. Right. But still realized somehow he still had to make that choice. He had the power to make that choice and right. choose whether he was going to completely give up or walk through the door that's always open be like, no, you know what? Nothing can separate me. Right. Yeah. So I I feel like I can, I can make it through a day having to wear a mask. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need to. (laughs) Anyway, let's go to the next one. (laughs) In a notable section of his letter to the Romans with the events in Ephesus still recent with the events in Ephesus still fresh in his mind, he used terms about himself that suggest that he'd been through deep waters of spiritual agony. He said, I can't understand my own behavior. I fail to carry out the things I want to and find myself doing the very things I hate. I know that nothing good lives in me in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. Well, nobody can relate to that, right? <laughs> we all decide to do the right thing and just nail right. it every all time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. talk about, I mean, this This was written a while ago, you know? <laughs> and even now, like every morning, how many of us get up and we're like, 
you know, I resolve the night before I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and yep. work out and do my journaling and pray and read the Bible. And I'm just going to eat salads all day tomorrow. Yep. And yeah. it's just a good example, I think, of how much of this is just human nature that's built into us. Right. It's, yeah. it's coded right into us. Right. And it's been a battle forever. But I think the, the trap is making us think that we're alone in that yeah. battle. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like, arguably, Paul is like the second biggest character in the New Testament, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like, and so if he gets it screwed up, like, for us to think that we're keep screwing it up, and I feel like the the hazard there, and I feel maybe this is part of the key to the whole message, is that the hazard isn't thinking that oh, I've screwed this up. I keep doing what I don't want to do. I'm just going to give up altogether. And I feel like what, what Jesus has said and what Paul is saying is like, you don't have to give up altogether. Like you don't have to like, you have to like forego your faith because you think you're a screw up because we're all screw ups. I, Paul, second biggest name in the New Testament, I'm screwing up even now, right? Even now I've written half of the New Testament already and I'm still screwing up. Right. And so know that you you know, web search engine optimization dude and photographer guy, like, don't be shocked when you screw up or when you fall short, you know? And I feel like that's something that I feel like our church has allowed us to believe church, like not just like, I don't mean to specifically say life church or St. Whoever's Lutheran or Mm -hmm. Central Assembly of whoever, Mm -hmm. right? I'm just saying the church with a big C has allowed us to think that as long as we're not perfect, we're not welcome. At church, we're definitely not going to be welcome into the kingdom. And so, like, no wonder why people are like, whatever, man. Right. You know, I'm not even going to try. I'm mm-hmm. never going to be as good as Father whoever or Pastor whatever. Or the person or, in the pew next to you. Right. right? right. And that's something that I've uh, wrestled with myself is just that impression of, you know, real life to me is the stuff like we're talking about in the message this week where yeah. it's that daily struggle and it's real. And then if you go into a church where it seems like everybody has it all together, what a great way to feel out of place for yeah. most people. Yep. And yeah. the fact is, even to your point, the, the guy that is responsible for a big chunk of the New Testament, if he had quit because he felt like he just couldn't anymore, imagine the loss that yeah. would have been. Yep. Just yeah. incredible. And even though the scale's probably not the same for each of us on a daily basis, there are things that we're faced with that we think about not doing or doing and whether we want to push forward in spite of the pain or not. And if we do... It's hard to even calculate what the actual impact of that is. But, yeah. you know, I, I think that, um, like you were saying, the, the church today, regardless of what denomination or, or synod, if you feel like it's, you know, a museum of perfect people instead of a, a, a repair garage for yeah. broken people, yeah. I think that leads to a lot of misery, too. It's that yeah. expectation thing again. Yeah, I know I spent a lot of time up on the rack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or the lift? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. Both. The lift, probably. Sure. I'm sure yeah. somebody listening knows. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who will rescue me from this body that's infected by death? Who will rescue me? Who will deliver me? The cry of his heart echoed through nights of pain and despair until a profound realization of his weakness led to a surge forward in the spirit where he'd say, wait, who will deliver me? (laughs) I thank God the answer is in Jesus. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. 
As Paul slipped into suffering to a depth even he'd never previously known, he began to learn more about the power of Jesus. Who said to him, my grace, Paul, is sufficient for you. And it is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect in weakness. Last night at uh, LC downtown, uh, we were talking about this, this topic and about how his grace is sufficient for us, how his strength is strongest in our weakness. And I, I took that to mean like the weaker I am, the stronger he is, the more, the more of me he needs to finish. You know what I mean? Like I, so I was trying to, I, I couldn't think of a good, normally I'm really good at the analogy mm. thing and I just, I couldn't think of a great way to say it. But like, I feel like, <clears throat> you know, some of us are really good uh, at fulfilling who we're meant to be. And so the part that God has to be is like, this, this, I just got to do this finishing off the top, like a, the head on a beer, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll fill the rest of the cup, right? Like, and I feel like, my glass of beer is like all head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like <laughs> I can only get so far of myself, and I feel so. I feel like God still fills my cup like everyone else's cup, but there's so much more God in me because of like the weakness I am, and that, and then that's okay. Because at the beginning of that, He talks about how there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And sometimes we think that to me, oh my gosh, that's not like a, a blanket statement saying no one can be condemned. Do whatever you want. Right, do yeah. whatever. And that's not what he's saying. He's saying as long as you're in Christ Jesus, as long as you're chasing, as long as you're hoping, as long as you're believing, as long as you're pursuing Jesus, you're in Christ Jesus. And in that place, there is no condemnation. And, and neither should we condemn others or, more importantly, I feel for a lot of people, is condemn ourselves. You know, where we... we we like to feel like, oh, crap, I did it again. I screwed mm-hmm. this up again, you know? And, like, even my Home Depot event today, like, that's, that's something I'm working on in myself where I'm, like, where I get frustrated with people. Right. If you need a test, just, like, drive in traffic. Right. Or exactly. do some customer service right. thing somewhere. Especially or like in the middle of the day. I don't know if you notice this in COVID, if you're spending more time on the roads, but, like, there's, like, so many old people in Buicks right now. I'm like, <laughs> Never trust a Buick. Listen, what? Yeah. I got to go places, yo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, but I feel like sometimes we're super hard on ourselves. Like we're super condemnative. Of ourselves. Of ourselves. You know, but he says it, right? And I feel like everything that Jesus taught and showed me tells me the same thing, that there's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus and what that actually means. Well, and that was the aha moment that he just pointed out in the message, right? Where Paul was finally like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm all about trying to figure out how I figure this out. What do I, how do I fix this? How do I, 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 what do I do? Yeah. How do I tweak this? How do I rely on myself more? How do I fix this? How do I push harder? How, yeah. how should I do this? And it just broke him down to the point where he had the aha of, wait a minute, I can turn this over to God. I don't, I don't need to carry this whole load myself. Right. And the only way he got to that point was through the amount of just anguish that he went through and confusion and persecution that he went through. So... You know, I, I think that we're all broken, obviously, and at some point, some of us get to a, a spot where we have no choice but to lean on God. Yeah. We realize and have that same kind of aha moment where I can't, so why should, I don't need right. to rely on me. I don't need to figure it out for myself. Right. I can hand this over and trust and have faith and know that it's going to be okay instead of trying to you know, clutch on to control of whatever the issue is. I just feel there's so much relief in that. Like, I feel like some people who feel like they've got an understanding of what a life of faith means or what a faith, a life of faith 
you know, consists of. I feel like too many of us feel like oh, I'm not ready to give up all the fun that I have in my life. I'm not ready to, you know, give up that kind of freedom. I'm not ready to give up that kind of, but there's all those things are so stupid. These things that we're pursuing that end up having no, they're, they're, it's like giving up on band-aids in replacement of like an actual, Jason just got done with this, like this big giant back surgery mm-hmm. thing, right? Where yep. they put like titanium and things. Titanium. Yeah. I'm like bionic. It's are. great. You did the same thing. <laughs> anyway, but like, like Jason's back was bad. And so we're bad as, as stay with me here for just for one second in our flesh, in our natural state without a life, um, that's accentuated, accentuated by Jesus. We have this place where we always find that we're hurting, we're lost, we're lonely, we're broken. And so we'll find things that help it for a second. Right. And it's different for all of us. Some people, you know, will drink or some people will, you know, smoke something or some people will, you know, I don't know, shop or eat too many Oreos or I don't know, sleep around or something. They'll do something. Anything to numb it. Right. To numb the pain just for a second. Right. You wake up and feel like there's some control through that. Right. Because by choosing whatever that is, you're again, I think trying to cling on to some sort of control by saying, yep. I got this, I yep. got this. Yep, I can, I can figure this out. I just watched this movie. Apparently you're not much of a movie guy, but there's this movie that's uh, uh, out. It was in the theaters uh, before COVID, I think, with Ben Affleck, uh, The Way Back, it's called. It's about- so you said Ben Affleck. I was gonna, Nope, haven't seen it. <laughs> deal, deal breaker for me. Sorry. He's not always bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. He was a bad Batman. Yeah. We agree. But anyway, he plays this guy that was a great basketball player and he um, ended up getting married and had a kid, but then the kid got really sick and then his marriage fell apart. And then he was, you know, this miserable, miserable um, drunk. And so I, I just, I think about that. Like, like it would just be like every day. And the problem is, is that like the more you try to forget the, the more it takes to forget, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where it's not like, oh, I just, if I can just go on Friday, I'll be good for a week. Well, it's a downward spiral. It's a right? downward no spiral. matter what the thing is, yep. it's a downward spiral because we're still clinging on to control. Right. you like, I got this. Right. I'm fine. None of them fix the problem. Right. Right. We, we're just trying to fix the symptoms. And so from, for back to my illustration of Jason, like if I were to put, you know, like a icy hot pad on oh, his Oh, I back. did. I did all the things. Right. TENS units and Advil right. and, you know, heating pads and ice packs and everything right. that you could try to do to try to just get through it. And right. every now and then it'd be like, hey, I think I'll be okay. Yep. Yeah. No, not so yep. much. Yep. That's so, it. And I feel like that's what we do in our lives. Yep. Yep. And so this idea of faith is we're like, I don't want to give up, you know, like the things that I'm doing to, that make me feel good for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give up the icy hots or the Advils or the beer or the drinks or the sex or the dirty pictures or the shopping. I don't want to give that stuff up to know life in Jesus. But my point was turn it over to the surgeon, turn it over point. to the surgeon. Yep. Right. And you'll find out how much more freedom you have. Like you think I don't want to give this up because I want to give up my freedom. But in fact, there's so much freedom in just saying, Jesus has got this man. As mm-hmm. long as I keep my head down, you know, and just work out what I'm supposed to work out, work out what I can tr- control, my family, you know, the people that I can reach, loving my neighbor, loving God. Then as long as that's all that I'm responsible for and Jesus takes care of everything else. Yeah. And talk to relief. Talk about getting the pressure off. Yeah. Because otherwise we're trying to play God, honestly, in a lot of cases. And, yeah. and what a relief to just be able to hand it over and, and be like, you know, I, I realize I don't have this now. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, a popular, um, 
evangelist out there that that has a line that some people really either love or hate. But he, he says, um, don't try to understand in the natural what is only possible through the supernatural. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so only God can pull that stuff off. Yes. So while we're trying to pull things off with, you know, back to the back metaphor, um, Advil and ice packs it's only possible through a much higher level of understanding and expertise to actually fix it. And that's the only way we can move on. Yeah, I love that. He says, so we don't lose heart. He said, we don't lose heart even though he was constantly and continually faced with the temptation to do so. Even though despair had nearly cut him off before some of his finest work, he never lost heart. But what if he had? What if he would have given up? If he had, we'd have missed some of his best work. We'd have never gotten 1st or 2nd Timothy, Titus, Romans, or the book of Hebrews. But he didn't. He persevered and could now face whatever might come. What if he had? Yeah. Crazy to think about, right? Right. Um, I think as we all face struggles and challenges, it helps me at least to look back at other stuff that we've gone through and then sort of benchmark and be like, you know, I went through this rough time a couple of years ago. And what if, what if I had given up? Yep. Okay. What's happened in the last couple of years? None of that would have happened. And again, you know, we, we're not all going to have the same kind of impact on the global scale as Paul did by writing half the new Testament, right? right. That's a high bar. Yeah. But Back to how we opened up, right? Start at home. What do you do there and how we impact ourselves and our neighbors and our homes um, on a daily basis? We can't even measure the impact of that. We really don't know. Someday I think we'll understand the impact that we had on the world. But while we're here, I think we're trying to wrap our heads around something we're just not meant to understand yet. Right. And we're so unaware. We're so unaware of who we are in the world. Like, because we live in our heads, like we're used to our thoughts or our, gosh, what am I trying to say? We can really get in endless conversations in our own heads about ourselves. (laughs) Right, we're too close to us to know the impact that we have, to know the good that we have. And we live in a world that's reluctant, right, to reflect your good. Like if you're good, people just assume, I'm sure he knows he's good, right? Mm -hmm. I don't need to tell him anything. I don't need to say what you did for me means a lot to me. Or I don't need to say what you just did was amazing. Or Mm -hmm. We don't live in that world. We live in a world where like it's a black hole of, of encouragement and reinforcement, positive reinforcement and, and, and compliments and kindness. We live in a black hole of that, you know? And so like we, 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 it's easy for us to write that narrative that you're talking about in our head. Like, I mean, I can't be doing anything good. Otherwise I know about it. Right. You know? And so as a person that um, be generous with your compliments, right? I know that's something that you try to do and we are all busy and in our own heads about our own stuff. And it does get to the point like you're talking about, well, I, if I was doing the right thing and if I was great and, and doing good stuff, I would hear it from somebody. Yeah. Right. So how big of an impact I'm sure you've seen it. Just the smallest compliment to somebody can be eye opening. Yeah, for sure. I feel like this idea of giving up is especially poignant in, uh, and also in a culture that, um, is wrestling with the idea of, mental health mm-hmm. and um, you know suicide and anxiety and you know the um, 
demonization of that. Mm-hmm. The, you know what I mean? As someone that has, has suffered from anxiety and depression uh, for most of my life, I can tell you that there, you know, I can point to three or four times in my life where I was like, brother, mm-hmm. you might as well just drive into a telephone pole, man, mm-hmm. because you got, there's no way out of what you're into. Yep. Right? And if at any one of those times that I had done that, you know, what would I have missed out on? I would have missed out on, you know, my kids. I would have mm-hmm. missed out on my wife, Kate. I would have missed out on ministry. I would have missed out on, I mean, like. And everybody would have missed out on your impact too. Right. Right? Like, think about that. The people who have been impacted, maybe even maybe even the guy at Home Depot, right? Yeah. Maybe he went home and thought, man, I was kind of a jerk yeah. to, that, to that dude with the be kind mask. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I just feel like there's there's good for us to accomplish here. And the and the decisions that we make determine forever. Right? The decisions that we make here determine forever. And so and you know, I mentioned my dad and he was 88, one day short of 88. Mm-hmm. And that's like a forever. Like 80 is a long time mm-hmm. until you compare 88 to forever. Right. You know what I mean? Like forever is forever. Yeah. And so when you think about 88 years, you're not like, even a blip, not even a blip. Yeah. Not even a blip. It doesn't even and show so up in the space of not even a blip. We have to determine where we're going to spend the rest of the blips, you know, <laughs> like we're, blip. and so like what we decide to do, who we decide to be here. Like, I mean, I don't know that I'd call it a dress rehearsal, but it may be an audition or a tryout or a entrance exam. It's something like mm-hmm. we got to decide who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and part of that is the things that we do, acting out of love, right? Loving our neighbor, being selfless, right? Being good. But then a bigger part of that is, is saying, I can't be a full pint of beer on my own. I can't be fully good on my own. I can't be fully loving on my own. I need a life in Jesus Christ to help finish that for me, to complete that for mm-hmm. me. That's the other half of it. That humility is is what connects the dots, I think, because as long as you think I've got this, that humility is lacking and and you're you're going to struggle. Yeah. We all do. Right. right? And I'm sure it's not a one-time decision. I wish it was. Yeah. Like the, you hear stories about people, like they made the decision one time and then everything was rainbows after that. For me, it's more like every five to 10 minutes. Yeah, for real. (laughs) For real. Not, Not the part about like, who Jesus is, right. but who I'm going to be in Jesus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and so, what do I cling on to control of versus what do I hand over and have faith and yeah. trust? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, just, and it's not just an eternal benefit either. I feel like I love the benefit of my faith in this life and it's only for 88 years. I get it. But, and let's be honest, it's not going to be 88 years for me. Right. I mean, like I'm could be 110. That's probably who knows? not going to be. Anyway, but <laughs> but it's like I love the impact that that decision and that life has for me here. I love the I love feeling the difference I can make or the difference that I see in people, you know, because of faith. And I I mean, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah, it, there's there's definitely an immediate reward to being a good person. Yes. Yep. You know, sometimes you'll take a beating for it, right? Yeah. Just ask Paul. Right. But um it never, the Bible never said that, you know, life would be without that sort of struggle Yeah, that, that I know of. I don't think there's a line in there that ever says, nope. you know, you'll be, it'll be easy. Nope. And no uh, just, no. just be, yeah. just decide that you're a Christian and everything is easy after that. Yeah. Probably gets harder because now you're aware. Right. Right. That there is a choice that you need to make. And, um, 
that you have that choice and you have that control. Right. It comes with some pressure too. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. Okay, that's it. We tore through all five sound bites already. It's good stuff. It was good stuff. It was a great message. If you enjoyed this podcast, I sure hope that you would uh, share the podcast with someone that you feel would benefit uh, from hearing these words. Also, you're welcome to subscribe or invite your friends to subscribe to chew on that on any one of your favorite podcast 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 platforms. Uh, uh, we'd love to have you as part of the chew on that family. Also, if uh, you feel like this podcast was any bit of a benefit or any one of the several podcasts that we do here at Live Church, but let us encourage you to venture over to www.lifechurchgreenbay.com slash giving. Uh, we sure could use your support. These podcasts are a way that we've pivoted in this pandemic to provide uh, content and encouragement and wisdom. Uh, to our friends. And so it takes a little bit to make these podcasts happen. If you can help us out with that, that would be fantastic. We're still going to keep doing them, even if you don't, though. Um, Jason, it was great having you here today. I really enjoyed Thanks for having time me. It was you. fun. I hope you can come back again. That'd I hope fun. so, too. This is good. Uh, so that was it. This is your latest episode of Chew on That. I'm glad that you were able to join us and listen. Uh, we can't wait uh, to visit again next time. Oh, 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 oh.